Okay, that was horrible. I did, <laughs> oh my God. Any of my friends that are watching this, that was dying. so crazy. I can't believe I just said that. I care about all of you. <laughs> She's a great friend. <laughs> I care about all of you. I meant just like, oh my Let God. Let me tell you how much you care about. I don't even know what I'm I was tell where, story. What the point was. <laughs> no, I'm gonna, exactly, I'm gonna change the story so that I can, I can save your ass on this one. World, world, your oyster. What's up, everybody? You're listening to World Yo Oyster. This is Paula Sanders, and I'm here with my lovely co-host, Monica Lorenzo. What's up, everybody? What's up, Monica Lorenzo? How are you? I'm doing great. I am loving this weekend because we are in the Hamptons. We are reporting to you live from the Hamptons, baby. Yes, from the... What did you call it before? The what? The hammies. Oh, the hammies. The hammies. Yes, we're not sure that anyone actually calls it that. Never but, heard um, that before. But uh, but but a friend of mine did call it the hammies when she was speaking to her dog on the way out here. So <laughs> as you now, were driving a lovely a, yes, Porsche. Yes, I'm now a woman that drives a Porsche. Yes, you are. Um, I stay in the Hamptons and. I'm not entirely sure who I am, but I, I really do. Um, I love this version. Of I love this version of us completely. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been a great week. It is. I'm actually wishing that I could drive the Porsche back, but unfortunately, oh, no. it's okay. We're going to be in my Hyundai Elantra on the way back. It's <laughs> a fine. Brand new Hyundai a brand Elantra, new one. though. Hashtag sponsor us, Hyundai Elantra. <laughs> it's a great car, and it's the latest model, and I'm loving it. So it's going to be a good ride. I'm looking forward to hopping in. You, Yeah. Oh, yeah, because you didn't get to drive out with us. No, okay. I was, I was driving the Porsche. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, we'll come back and, you know, level two. It's fine. Why don't we get into the pearls of our oysters this week? You want to hear the pearl of my oyster? Wait, is that the pearl in your oyster? Yeah, let's make it that. Oh, <laughs> my God. Okay. Dun, 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 dun. This is the pearl in my oyster this week. I mean, we have had such a lovely weekend. It's been su- super fortunate to experience this beautiful, relaxing nature, beach walking weekend. I slept, I feel rejuvenated, and it's been really good. So this is the pearl in my oyster is this week recording this episode in this beautiful house and this yes. beautiful setting together. So yeah, that's mine. What's yours? Yes. So a big thank you to our friend mm-hmm. for having us over here. We're so grateful for you. And um, also thank you for realizing that we needed to take a beat, I think, you we know, did. and she had reached out to me and was like, I have to have you and Mona go over. She didn't even know you at that point too. Mm-hmm. And um, she's been such a huge supporter of the podcast as well. And we're just super grateful. So thank you. Thank I don't want to say your name just in case you don't want to be mentioned, but we love you. And thank you so much for having us here um, to shoot this very special episode because there's a lot going on here. And the Pearl of Myos is obviously being here too. So like, <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't really know how you could top, top this. Good sleep, great food, good friends, mm-hmm. amazing energy, relaxing, talking, manifesting, doing all the things that we don't really have time to do when we're in like the, the hustle and bustle of life. And um, so I'm just, yeah, super grateful to be here with you and to have taken this moment to just kind of like. That's exactly how it feels. It felt like <laughs> this is a good reset. We needed this reset. It's been, yeah. it's been important. And, and, you know, like you were saying earlier today, like spring in New York is a vibe and it's blossoms are blooming mm-hmm. and, and, we really are kind of transitioning into the next phase. 
So that takes us into our announcement. <laughs> a big announcement, everybody. Mm -hmm. God. So what's going on? I'll tell ya. Monica Lorenzo is no longer going to be co-hosting with Paula Sanders on World's Your Oyster. This is our finale episode as co-hosts. Yes. As sadly, but also... But not our last episode. No. No, just the last episode like, together. Together, like doing it in this format. Let's exactly. say like that. Because exactly. don't worry, I'll be making plenty of cameos. <laughs> <laughs> if you'll have me. Of course, of course. And I will definitely still be here uh, every week. I'm going to try to to yes. keep this up. and. And we're going to have a little, I mean, I'll talk about this when I do my episode alone, but we're going to have some fun over the next couple of weeks mm -hmm. while we try to figure out how we're going to replace these big old clown shoes that I've got here to my, <laughs> to my left. <laughs> I think you will find your way. <laughs> I am not worried at all. Listen, with or without a co-host, we're going to keep going, people. <laughs> World Your Oyster has been super, it's been transformational for me and I also know for you as well. But I think I should tell our world that the reason why I'm no longer doing the show is because I've been promoted to an amazing directorial role at a school that I work for. And I am so excited to be developing like awesome curriculum, but it's a big feat. And I really have to, I want to dive right in and do my absolute best. And it's going to take a lot of time. And this beautiful venture that we've gone on together also takes a lot of time. And so I had to come to the hard decision of, I had to make a choice. I just physically couldn't do it all and do it all well. And that's just not how I want to show up. And you have inspired me to never phone it in. So if I can't give more than 100%, I now personally, like, I feel terrible about myself. So I had to really just make that hard decision. And I'm so grateful because I probably wouldn't have even gotten this promotion if it wasn't for our venture in this podcast. Like, it has pushed me to my limits of uncomfortability that it made me see a bigger picture and it made me realize that, you know, there is more out there and to take, I, which I knew there was, but I couldn't see the path between the leaves and between all the trees and pushing myself to the limits that we've pushed ourselves with this podcast allowed me to see a little bit further and expand my mind and expand my vision. So now I am so pumped to go on this new venture. I'll and take 10% commission. No problem. <laughs> That's not happening. Sorry. <laughs> a finder's fee? Anything? In the future, maybe. Okay. We'll get like a sponsorship of some sort and I'll throw it your way. How about that? Can I figure that just out? Just a dinner. Okay, no, great. Just... <laughs> That's like a given. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, so the three, I'm going to put it out there. The three things that I am now focusing on because I think spring is a very good reset for everybody. So my three new focuses on life are one, in order of importance as well. You're ready for this one. One, we are going to build a family. So it's finding partnership and building family. That's number one. Because if I put that at number three, then I'm just going to work myself as a dog. So I have to put it at number one so that I focus. Number two is my new position at the school, my directorial role. I'm going to slay this because it will open many more doors and expand my career. And number three is to continue to grow my companies with my sports medicine care for my dance teams, et cetera. So I'm continuing to do that as well because that is my heart and soul. So those are the three things that we're focusing on for the future in the next year to two years. And that's it. That's my shtick. And my shtick is that if you're a Monica friend or a Monica 
please keep watching the show because, oh no, you have to keep watching the show. My, <laughs> you can't invested. You can't leave me hanging now. They won't. They've already told me that they won't. So I it's hope fine. Not, they will not. You know, this, this whole journey, I know that from the jump, this was, you know, always a, a big dream for me. And yeah. I'm so grateful to you for really forcing me to do it because I would have made every excuse in the book to not do it. And I did up until literally we had these microphones. So like, you know, you kept put, like giving me all these notes. Like, you know, she started like a shared note. Meanwhile, <laughs> then I became the queen of the shared note when we actually started. But Woo! like, you know, she like, like she wouldn't really, you really wouldn't stop. And I was like, I guess I have to just do this. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I was able to kind of take this little dream that I have and put it out on paper and then put it out there into the world. And I, and the truth is, is that I never would have started if you didn't do it with me. And it would have just kind of remained this thing that I always thought about. So mm-hmm. thank you for forcing me to do this and for also teaching me to be a little bit more graceful, even though I might want to work at a certain pace. You know, I mean, I have a full-time <laughs> job too, guys, but I'm just a freak. But it, it's taught me to to be a little bit more graceful and to like understand other people's pace and how to like give direction and and to but but to pull something out of somebody too. And mm-hmm. I think that when I started to see you coming to life, it was like the most beautiful thing to me. And that's why when it was when it did come to the end, it was so sad for me because it's like you really are shining. But I think that you're already shining. Mm-hmm. And you're ready to go. Yeah. You don't need the validation of this camera and the and the sound waves right. to uh, to know that you're on your way. So I'm proud of you. Thank you. And I'm so grateful that I got to do this with you. And I hope that you do come back and sure. have a little bit of fun with, with me and with us. I have a little closing letter for you. A letter? Oh, yeah. my gosh. Oh, we're going to cry. Don't worry about it. Oh. <laughs> okay. Here we go, World the Oyster family. I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry. <laughs> Paula Rose Sanders, you are an incredible woman. Your passion for life is infectious, and it's inspiring to see how you put your heart into everything you do. Damn it. <laughs> I feel like I'm at my own funeral. I know. It's not a funeral. It's just me <laughs> being able to express my—this is how I emotionally express my love for my friends. Okay, I'm going to start over. <laughs> Paula Rose Sanders. <laughs> Paula! You are an incredible woman. Your passion for life is infectious and it's inspiring to see how you put your heart into everything you do, whether it's pursuing your dreams, fighting for what you believe in, or simply simply spreading your high energy magic. You do it authentically and you do it with determination. You are deliberate with how you move through your life and you are unapologetic about your grand presence. You love hard, and those that are blessed to receive this love know it comes from the depths of your heart. It's been a privilege to start this podcast journey with you and to have shared some deeply vulnerable moments. This has made me better. (laughs) And, God, why am I hysterical? (laughs) I'm looking forward to witnessing the evolution of your journey, and I support you in all the ways, because the world's your oyster, baby. It and really is. <laughs> on that note, I love you very much. I love you too. I'm so sad, um, but I'm so grateful. And the show's going to be so great. Oh, good. And, like, we have big shoes to fill, but um, I'm so, again, like, this was amazing so and hard and fun. And it made both of us grow so much. And, like, 
we're, we still live next door. It's like not the ending ending. It's not the end of the world. It's just literally not the end of the world. It's just the (laughs) end of this journey. And and believe it or not, it was, it's like, it's, it was 20 weeks. It was like, it was a long time, you know? Mm -hmm. And I wish you the best in your endeavor. I know you're going to be great. And I'm so happy that this has forced you out of your comfort zone and has put you in a place to feel comfortable enough to take on this big role. And you're going to be great. And the seat is always warm for you. Thank you. And um, I love you. And this is like, as sad as it is, you know, endings always suck. But we're going to be a great show together. She is going to (laughs) take over, everybody. You are meant for this. And this is really, you are meant to shine in this endeavor. And I've said from you for day one, after we, you know, decided to go this route, I was like, you have no problems. You're fine. This is going to be amazing. You know, everybody says don't go into business with your friends. It's not like we went into business together because we're not making any money. No. Not that I don't, I don't mean to keep bringing that up, by the way. But it's like we went into actually something that's, I think, but people more difficult. Think, yes, but than, people think they're like, oh, you're doing a podcast. And they think that there's immediate revenue that goes along with it, unfortunately. Yeah, but there not, isn't. But that's okay. That's but, okay. So there is passion. You have to approach this with passion. If you are thinking of doing something with your friend, whether it's a podcast or a business or... I don't know, taking a walk down the street, like mm-hmm. do it, do it with your friend. And like, I'm sure things do get a little bit more hairy when there's big deals and negotiations and money involved. But like, if you have a passion, if if you or your friend has a passion in something, support them and do it because it, it will open up doors for both of you mm-hmm. and it will bring out the best sides in both of you. You'll become so much more close than you ever imagined. I've always kind of gone through life as somebody that is fiercely independent. And I, it's not that I don't value my relationships with other people. I just like, I'm kind of on my path, you know? And I'm even like, in the beginning, it was a struggle for me because I was like, oh, I'm not used to having somebody around this much. And of course I'm married, but like, that's different. I'm not used to like sharing my thoughts with somebody else on what I'm looking for, what my vision is. Not used to spending this much time with somebody else. I'm not used to like, having anybody involved in my, anybody else involved in my success aside from myself. Mm-hmm. And it was like, it was Into difficult. Into your creative process. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot. And it was something that was really difficult for me, but also like, great. I'm not saying that I learned how to be a great partner either. <laughs> but like, but it was You just, definitely it was did really nice. It was nice for me to have like, another appendage for a little while. <laughs> and like, I'm so glad just, I was a phalange. You were a phalange. <laughs> you were my phalange. And I, I, it was, I never had that before. Like, you know, you have best friend when you're young, you're growing up, but as an adult, like, yeah, of course you have your people in your network, but mm-hmm. you're not spending as much time no. as, as we were together. And it was really just like so fun. And I'm going to miss the, I'm going to miss the fun. I'm going to miss our fun parts too. <laughs> yes. I'm going to miss our fun parts. Absolutely. I'm going to miss the non, the non-fun. I mean, I think it's okay to say what the non-fun parts are. The highs, you know, the non-fun parts are, are the nitty gritty work that go into building something. Yeah. And those lessons is, you know, for me. Especially when you have no idea what you're doing too, by the way. We had no idea what we were doing. We both (laughs) also kind of tried to step up and pretend in certain ways that we knew what we were doing. Because I have to be honest, in, in our personalities, I think it's important to talk about this because- Listen, friendships are one of the main staple relationships in everybody's lives. 
they hold different spaces, they hold different reasons. And just like, you know, any type of, they're not romantic relationships either, you know? And so there is a controlled level of vulnerability that you have in a friendship in, in, that's not the same that you would, let's say, in a romantic relationship or, or as living with your husband and being married. So I think it's important to take, you have to take a few more beats at reevaluating, especially if you're going into a venture with them. Like, you have to keep checking back in with the why as to why the friend, you know, why are you doing this venture together? And then also like, why is this helping your friendship? Why is this helping you? Is it not helping right. you? Are you learning? Like where, you know, what is of more value? And this is a testament to who you are because when I came to you and said that I'm no longer going to be able to do the show and that I'm choosing, you know, to step away, your response was, Mo, our friendship means more than anything to me, more so than this show, than anything else. And your happiness and your well-being top it all. So mm -hmm. please know that there are no hard feelings and you are the realest of the real. And I couldn't feel so much more happy after that conversation. I was happy, sad, emotional, all of the things, but it is a testament to who you are. And so if you are going to go into a venture with a friend, it's important to know that the friendship trumps everything else. 100%. Right? And that is so profound because I know so many friendships that don't have those conversations and that they don't have those check-ins and that's how they diminish and that's how they dissolve. Mm -hmm. And that why is what we held on to as we were texting each other at 6 a.m. and going through the things and, and you know, and you being the person that you are and really on top of your game and doing the heavy research. And then me, my tendency is a people pleaser. Like I'm a... Hi, my name is Monica Lorenzo. Look I am at the camera and Hi, say my it. name is Monica Lorenzo and I'm a recovering people pleaser. <laughs> so at times... Your vision was to, to produce the show. And, and then when I felt overwhelmed, my vision was to make sure that you were happy. And then that started to kind of take a toll on me. And I had to check in with yeah. you and tell Which you I that. I was like, bitch, don't worry about me. I'm, right. I'm good. <laughs> Literally. But when Don't try to make the social media post. I'm never going to approve your design anyway. So just <laughs> it's the truth. It didn't matter if they were Picasso. If oh, Picasso made them. It's I the still, truth. It, need, it, it needed, needed to, to come from it Paula. It needed to come from me because I, and, and this is, listen, I learned so much about myself too. Right. Like, but I mean, these are not things that I could choose. <laughs> She's not ready to get that vulnerable. <laughs> Shit, I'm never going to be able to find a co-host. No. <laughs> No, that's not true. It's because you do have a vision. And I'm not going to lie. Your taste was better than mine when it came to these, when it came to it. So the aesthetic, everybody should know, the aesthetic of World Dia Oyster oh. is Paula's vision and execution to the nth degree. And it is fabulous. Every single Thank one you. of my friends, every single one of my clients, everyone on my side that watches the show compliments uh, compliments that. And I give you 100% credit because it is yours because my mom content was not making the cut. I definitely <laughs> elevated and it has inspired me to rebrand and to expand my inspiration and to yeah. open my eyes a little bit wider and to not settle for what I was settling for when it came to my creative process. And I thank you for that also. Of so course. you just wait world because RomoFit is going to be rebranded. <laughs> FYI. So here's what I think could be an interesting thing to discuss, like mm. adult friendships, right? right. We're both women over 35 years old and we are in similar stages of our lives and similar stages of our career. How do you put a marker on time, right? Like let's take the, let's take the podcast completely out of the picture so that this is something that everybody can relate to. Like yeah. how much time do you dedicate to your friends on your friendship 
in your mid thirties? Like mm-hmm. what is the appropriate amount? What are the boundaries that you set? Um, and I think that all we can really do, obviously we're neither of us are experts or psychologists or anything like that is talk about what's kind of worked for us, I think. And what we, what we did prior to this podcast and how we're going to move forward, you know, after. Mm-hmm. And like I said, for me, I'm somebody that is a, a bit more, uh, not that you're not independent. I'm just one of those people where I could kind of just get in my track, do my thing. And like, I don't need, I don't ask any, I don't tell my, I mean, not that I don't share my life with my friends, but I'm just, I'm not asking for advice or a help for opinion. That's mm-hmm. just not who I am. So, and I wasn't either. I'm on outside of this show either. I very much ran the exact same way, super independent, had my visions. And if people were on board for it, I would, I would bulldoze like it forward as well. Um, so this was also different in the sense because we, it was a different creative share. But sorry, bringing it back to the friendship moment. Yeah, it's like how much, how time, much time do you, do you spend? How much time do you dedicate to your friends? It's a hard how, choice. What, what's the what's the like level of importance in in your life? Mm-hmm. And 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 how do you how do you move forward and support one another and be there for each other and like, but also at the same time know when it's like. It's respect. Yeah, when it's It's cool respect to just- for evolution. I think we all have different levels of friendships. There's your friends that you grew up with that may still be here around in your life. There's the new friends that you make. There's the acquaintances. Then there's like your work friends, the people that are just your friends because they're in your vicinity every single day. So I think that they all reside in different categories. With your long-term friends that you've had since childhood, I think it's respect for evolution. You know, it's the respect for knowing that everybody is going to be at different stages in their lives, whether now a lot of my friends are married with children. So their time is consumed by their children. And it takes a little bit more effort to have a group coming together to have a dinner and to, you know, see each other outside of maybe just the kids parties or other type of family events. And the way that I do it now, because I am single and I'm without child, um, for me, I end up going to these events more often so that I can see my friends. But it took a moment where I was really doing that a lot. And I had to, I had to decide and that I needed to spend more time maybe for myself and going out in in my new single life world. And I was lucky enough that I have friends to support that and didn't take that personally and were respectful of that time in my life and that what is a season that's the word I'm looking for for that Mm -hmm. season that's in my life and then I've also had friends that weren't from that time of growing up and that they're needy and those needy friends unfortunately tend to fall away because that's the adult version is I don't have time for neediness do you I've never had time for neediness. <laughs> I've never been one to be able to maintain needy friends. And that's um, I just who I am as a person. I If we can't pick up where we left off, even if it was three years ago, mm. and you're going to ha- hold it against me because, you know, I didn't call you when you tripped, fell, and hurt your thumb, like, sorry for you. That seems to be your problem and not mine. Exactly. mine you know, like, and that might seem completely insensitive. I'm not talking about hurting your thumb. I'm just saying, I think that the success you any friendship is support, number one. Like we should be there for the highs, we should be there for the lows. But if you can't just allow each other to kind of follow the path that you're on and are going to hold grudges because, you know, we're doing a tally. Right. We're taking a tennis score. That's just not a friendship that has ever worked for me. Um, And especially now as I am older and my free time is less and less, the best way to have a successful relationship and whether that's with your friend or with your partner is to support one another. During the highs, during the lows, during the in-between times, it's not about 
the amount of time that you put in together. It's about the quality of the time that you spend together and the way that you're lifting them up through everything, even when they don't need to be lifted up. And I think that that's like period end of the story when it comes to to friendship at any age of your life. I mean, if we, if we could all stay 16 and hang out in our best friend's basements yeah. forever, I think we could. But the truth is, is that we, can't. we all have lives. And have lives. Uh, another thing that I have actually learned is that I don't think in my life, especially in my 30s, that I put my relationships with friends very high on, on the list of importance of things. I think that for me, it was like always career, number one, what's kind of going on there. Obviously, you know, um, my relationship with my partner, it's definitely right up there with their with career, but and then my family. But friendship was really kind of just one of those things, like a nice to have for me. You know, it was like- Was it also the fact though, because you just had these close group of friends that- you were respectful and that if you had to go out, you had the friends and there was not really a vulnerable nurturing yeah, I had a lot of like, it yeah, was- I had a ton of acquaintances, but I, I don't put the importance on like getting, really trying to get in deep with somebody, really trying to like nurture a relationship. Like mm-hmm. uh, not that all of my relationships are surface level. That's definitely not the case. It's no. just like, I really didn't put an importance on like trying to share my life with anybody else. And um, it, until like this moment in this season of my life, which was so nice to do. Like normally I'd be like, all right, I gotta go. <laughs> like, you know, like <laughs> whatever. I, I don't, I like, you know, I don't feel, I don't need to tell you like what happened. But you know, because we were forced in a way to talk about our lives together, you inherently knew everything that was going on in my life. I knew everything that was going on in your mm-hmm. life. But it wasn't terrible. You know, no. it was really nice. It was really like a nice thing to do. And it's something that I hope that I can can continue to like, commit to and um because it was great like now I understand why people have best friends and like really but really care about them like not that I okay that was horrible (laughs) oh my god any of my friends that are watching this that was dying so crazy I can't believe I just said that I care about all of you (laughs) she's a great friend (laughs) I care about all of you I meant just like Oh my Let God. me tell you how much you care about. I don't even know what I'm I was tell where, a story. What the point was. <laughs> no, I'm gonna exactly. I'm gonna change the story so that I can I can save your ass on this one. Let me tell you. So people, I think, know a little bit about our friendship, the way that it started, but I'm not sure. So it started 13 years yeah, ago. Go back. Go tell them. It tell started them. 13 years ago, where I was the head athletic trainer for the Knicks entertainment teams, and you were a Knicks City dancer. Mm-hmm. And at the time, you know you thought I was much older than like much older than you because I had like this stoic personality because I wanted all y'all to respect yeah, you me. dressed in all theory clothes. Yeah. Like you were all business, <laughs> baby. Crying out loud. That's so true. You, you did. You were like all business. <laughs> all business. And I was like peeing in and the streets outside of Greenhouse. Literally. Like, literally. As the Nick City dancers in their early 20s should have been doing. Oh my God. But hopefully not peeing, guys. Don't do that. <laughs> Please don't do that, girls on the KCD. Do not act that way. But they do, don't go, but do to go to clubs, clubs and have a and good enjoy. time. Be reckless, please. In your twenties, just do it. Just do it. I didn't. I did it in high school, and then I didn't do it in my twenties. So anyway, I digress. So I didn't really do those things with you guys, and I no. made sure that there was a distinct difference, a distinct wall um, between the friendship when it came to our friendship, whatever. So then you got off the team. I continued on working and that's where we were able to nurture more of a friendship because the professional wall could be dropped. Mm -hmm. However, we still lived very different lives. You were in Manhattan doing your thing and I was still in Manhattan working, but living in Queens. And I was in a relationship with my high school sweetheart forever. And 
around, you know, 2020 is when I finally start listened to that voice. I was screaming in my head and I was like, I got to get out. But I didn't know how to tell anybody yet. And I don't think that I even knew for myself. And during the pandemic, <laughs> this is Paula to a T. During the pandemic, I called a bunch of my friends and I said, guys, I want to do this fitness class online. And I signed them all up for this man who's like in a leopard speedo doing the most horrific dance fitness class. You I'm will pretty sure he ever. was also hairy, it was if the, I remember correctly. I don't know where I found <laughs> this individual, but I was living, my soul had come alive during this class. And Paula, you were on Zoom. Each one of my friends dropped off, but this bee stayed on for two flipping hours. I did. I tried. And I sashayed my heart and away. And did a damn grapevine with the clap for like two hours. And then at the end of it was like, someone needs to go get Monica. Because- uh, no, I knew something was wrong because <laughs> Mo has never asked for anything ever. You know, like she never, she never asked anyone for a favor. She just, you know, you, she's just, she's good, right? She's and, independent. Fine. But- and then she just, it's a random text. Like, hey, can you guys just come and take this class with me? And then I get to, and I'm like, yeah, sure, of course. I mean, I didn't have anything else to do. It was <laughs> literally like deep in COVID. And um, and I take this class and then I knew something had to be wrong. Because <laughs> it was so out of character. It was so out of character. It was so strange. And I literally was like, is any, does, has anyone checked in with Mo? Like, do we, someone needs to go get her, okay? Someone needed to come get and me. And then, uh, yeah, it was a- So like someone a came and got me. Yeah, a couple weeks later, she was like, are you still living in? wherever wherever we wherever live. we live downtown and, and uh, I was like yeah of course and um a couple weeks later you moved in I literally and, moved in around the corner the rest the rest was history and, and she showed up and from then on is where we started to really dive deeper into you know vulnerability we would have our little manifestation sessions in my apartment and we would just really well, chat about life and we would do the girl talk thing and well you forced me to get in touch with that side of like the woo the woo. Ah. Yeah, you know, because remember I'm like, you know, I'm a little bit like- Semi-skeptic. Yeah, semi-skeptic. But like, I also have always journaled from a, a child. So right. I did always like have that piece in me, but I was never like into like what the universe was telling me. I brought in se. the strategy. You did, you did. And, uh, but it was also the first time in my life too that I really like talked about my future and the things that I wanted or needed. And also told me about your past, which was a learn for me and what mm -hmm. I needed to hear and see because I wasn't privy to a certain experiences that were going to be lessons for me so that I could heal from this breakup and moving into this phase of my life that I had always known and dreamed of and that I was just allowing myself to be stuck. And what you taught me too is like that you let go and move forward which is something that my mother always did and something that other people in my life, my life do as well, but I don't think I was ready to see it as strongly. And I watch you embody it day in and day out. And that was such a huge lesson for me during that time. But yeah, this is, so don't let her say that she doesn't know what it's like to have a best friend or be a best friend. She's lying. She knows how to show up for her friends and she does all the time and I'm not the only one. And that's what it is when it comes to support, as you were saying, to, to bring it back. Big old circle. To bring it back. <laughs> that's the lesson of support because you can't sit there and not show up for somebody. If they didn't show up for you at a certain phase or for a certain event, like just praise to God that you can be honest enough with each other and have the discussion and then move forward. And if, if you cannot move forward, then I think that it's okay for that friendship to, I don't want to devalue it, but it's okay then for that chapter to close and then move forward. And you can now fill that space 
with another, you know, with another thing or another lesson or person. Exactly. These are other things that I have to say. These are the don'ts that I don't like either in friendships. Opportunistic friends. Ooh. Right? Have we experienced that? Everyone has an opportunistic friend, but right. I don't keep those in my, those people in close. No, I'm able to I'm able to see those really early on and then you just have to divulge them out. So I don't like opportunistic friends and just be weary of them, guys. I think it's like, important to like really be conscious of when like I feel like an opportunistic friend and a vampire friend are two different things but like they're kind they of are. the same the energy suckers yeah the energy suckers but um just be wary and make sure that the people that are in your life are pure and they're there for the right reasons that is there should be ease so there really should be ease of like like you said picking up where you left off ease of conversation and open and it should be fun like do you feel happy and light after your time with that person <laughs> or do you feel like you need a freaking nap because no. i've had plenty of those that i feel like i need a freaking nap after oh, and i'm just like no, you know you. what these need to go but also like have you ever had to have a friend break up I've never broken up with a friend, really. Okay. You know what? Actually, or did it just dissolve naturally? I've had dissolve. I've had friendships dissolve, and I think that that's just like you know the same way that you kind of do like the the fade out with a guy. Like I've mm. done that with friends before, mm-hmm. um, and that and that takes years. A fade out of a friendship can take years. That's true. Um, especially if unfortunately that other person on the other side is a, is a good friend, and they're and they know, also don't even realize what's they happening. They don't realize what's happening. Um, so that that can take years. Um, I haven't had to break up with a friend. I've had to like come to terms with a friendship. Just this isn't going to work for either of us. And that was definitely and still is like one of the most difficult things for me to like grapple. Like to, to accept? Accept. Yes. Okay. Yes. It's a difficult thing for me. Why do you think it's so difficult? Is it because… I want for everybody to like me. I'm not a people pleaser because I could like… I, I don't have that thing where I need for everybody around me to like think that I'm the best and the happiest and the most, you know, the most helpful and the, you know, I don't need that. But I do want at least to know that everybody likes me and thinks that I'm a good person. And the truth is, is that, you know, I've tried, like, you're not everybody's going to like you. Right. And especially when you have a stronger personality and um, it's taken me 30 Five years to get there, and um, just realizing that too. Yeah, not everyone's gonna like or you, and, and and that's okay. I think that that's okay. I've tried really hard. I've had one friendship in my life where I've tried so hard to be present for that person, and to like, and just to get treated the same way that ju- I just wanted to get the same treatment that other people in her life got. And I realized that I'm just never, I'm never gonna get there. And you know, we've ha- also had some issues. In, in our past lives. And it's um, it's still though to this day, like one of those things where I'm just like, why can't we just close this chapter and like move on and be friends? And it's like, it's just never going to happen. And that's okay. I don't I'm think okay with that. that's good <laughs> at this point. I mean, I'm still not, but you know, it's like one of those things where it's like, but can I bring light to it? Yeah, you sure. Guys don't have the same value. I, I know who you're talking about. I know the experience that you're talking about. You don't have the same values. Yeah. True, I guess. You, I don't believe that you both have share the same values in the in the same way, and I believe that's why this friendship is not quality and doesn't and doesn't work. So you really do have to share the same values with somebody if you're going to get along and respect each other. Yeah, and that's why you're not. That's why it's not going to work. Yeah, and that's okay. Exactly, and that should make it more okay because it's not about the individual personality being appreciated or liked in any way or thinking that the other person is bad or good. You just don't share the same values. Yeah. Two people need to go into the relationship 
with the same wants and needs and being able to deliver that or accepting that of the other one if they can't deliver such needs, mm-hmm. that doesn't exist in this experience that you're speaking of. No. So to make you feel better, oh. it has nothing to do with <laughs> you as an individual because you are a very good person. You don't share the same values. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> so that is, that's another thing. Like it's important to, I wonder, I don't check in with my friends to see if we're sharing the same values. I think it's kind of a spoken, I think it's just an underlying tone that you can feel if your values shift. But I think in a highly political climate that we had at times, it definitely affected friendships. I think certain experiences in lives may highlight the fact that someone may not share the same values and you have to either decide to overcome. So my very close friend, my best, best friend and I that I grew up with and I consider her my sister and my family don't have the same political views. We don't have the same views on on religion for a certain point of time as well. Like we definitely didn't share. And we realized over the last few years that we just didn't talk about these things at all. And, And then we realized that that was a disservice that it was important to open the discussion and have disagreements because we're both actually recovering people pleasers. So we chose to, we made an effort to actually have these conversations with no judgment, right? And if judgment started to creep in, we shut it down. And we were like, okay, time to end these conversations. It's now, you know, I'm not in a place to be neutral anymore. I'm not in a place to just hear you out and agree to disagree. Like, I just can't even hear it anymore. And so I think that was really healthy and also made us stronger and made the bond more beautiful and allowed our time to be more fun and light. Yeah. Well, it's great that you didn't choose to like break up with that person. Right. Friendship breakup. Like you chose to work through it. We really chose to. You really treated each other like family that instance because. Correct. You know, a friend you can just kind of opt out or or walk away. Walking away was not a choice. And also letting, sweeping things under the rug and pretending was not a choice either. Well, I love the way you said walking away was not a choice. Like, you know, mm-hmm. that's, that's, that is someone that truly values a friendship. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, I probably wouldn't have, like, now I would say something like that. But, you know, a year and a half ago, I probably, that probably never would have came out of my mouth. That's growth. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, sure. And I didn't even know that I needed to really grow in that area. I always kind of, I always kind of knew that like I I should put a little bit more like I, I had been saying it from like when I turned thirty I'm like I should really like a little bit more priority on friends <laughs> and friendships and these things but I just was like I don't know I mean like I'm good I'm good I don't mm-hmm. need anyone to lift me up I'm lifting myself up like you know that's literally just the way that that I was and then I was like wait what if my car breaks down like right. I don't even have anyone to call I mean I don't have a car but like you know what happens if my relationship blows up in my face. Like, who am who I going to call? call? Like, what happens if my mom's not around anymore? Like, who am I going to call? Yeah. And that was when, you know, I really started to think about these types of things. I was like, okay, I need to work on this. And that's also like a, a weird thing to do in your 30s. Like, no, making I friends think- in your 30s is, is, is difficult because, and I think, like, you know, everybody has their people already. But what I've learned after being on this conquest, because I have been on the friendship conquest since like 30, 31. Everybody, if you're with the right people and they like you, they're willing to open up their social circle for you. They're willing to introduce you to their friends too. Like, I mean, I don't go into things saying, you know, I'm on a friendship journey. Would you mind making some intros? Could you imagine? You know, like that I definitely wouldn't. Maybe the opportunistic one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. For me, it was never about that. It was just like, hey, I would love to learn more about you. Maybe go to lunch and like, I want to know your story. 
And um, and that's kind of how I was able to like organically build these relationships in I you know later stage of life. But um, that is the thing that I learned is that people are are so kind and generous, and they are willing to bring you in, and that's a beautiful thing. And I think that that I hope that that continues until I'm in my 80s. Like yeah. I hope that I'm bouncing around the uh, you know the the old age home in my in my my scooter. You will be, you know, meeting new peeps. Like maybe I'll have some Franzia uh, boxed wine in the back. You and, will. Yeah, I probably maybe I maybe I'll be drinking again at that stage I of my cannot. life. But you know what? I'll just have it on me at all times just so that I could be the that Paula girl. The Paula show will continue <laughs> till the day we put you in the casket. Let's just be serious. It definitely will. It definitely will. It's always something. So stay tuned for what's coming next. We're going to play around a little bit with some formatting. We're going to have don't want to miss it. I'm we're going to have you. a little battle royale fight to the death uh-huh. with a bunch of really cool people for the last uh, five episodes. And then I'm going to do- co-host, a, as, as co-host. As co-host. For, yes. for co-host. Battle and, royale and for future co-host. And then I'm going to, uh, I might switch things up a little bit, but it's going to be to make the show much better. So stay tuned. Monica and I are still best friends. We still love each other. She's going to go on and do great things. I'm going to go on and do great things. We're going to do great things together. And, you know, I hope that you were able to learn something from watching us do this together. I hope that we made you laugh. I I hope hope that we inspired you. And I hope that if you have a best friend that you do something like this with them because it really was the biggest gift. And on that note, for the last time... Bye! Thanks for listening to World's Your Oyster. If you love what you're listening to, be sure to like, rate, and review this episode wherever you listen to your podcast. And follow us on Instagram at World's Your Oyster. And share this episode with a friend. We'd really appreciate it. Bye-bye!